Monday morning, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. The physical delivery of wealth insurance. Gold and silver, it is what we do. How you doing out there? Happy Monday, if you can say that, because it's Monday, which means all of us are back to work here in Arizona a lot of people, you know what, I, I'm going to say a lot. I don't know. I've only talked to like one person today, and that was Wendy. Both of us were woken up early, early this morning. A huge hailstorm uh, came through town. Yeah, we don't see that very often, uh, but uh, yeah, we had hail uh, this early, I guess, well, I guess last night, early morning. And woke a lot of people up out of bed, so I'm a little sluggish. But other than that, things are absolutely wonderful. The World Series is set. The Dodgers and the Red Sox, I hate them both, so nobody cares. Football, who cares? Basketball, yeah, I hate to say who cares as well. Uh, But there's always college football and college basketball to... uh, get you going that's our sports for today you know i was thinking about uh the show that glenn did on friday so i i didn't do the show glenn was doing the show and he was trying to give you a little history of uh the saudi monarchy and and uh the guy that's running in of course the big news about this reporter that they 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 killed him they did and you know, the president is a, one of the things that I love about him is he's a straight shooter. Right now, you may not like how he says it. <laughs> and I think all of us at one point or another have cringed at how he says things. But he's usually, you know, a very straight shooter. And he's not being on this. And, and it just, has been, you know, one of the things is in our little group with myself and Glenn and Jason and Brian, we we've been talking talking amongst ourselves and and you know they they talk about how this this reporter, this AP apparently worked for the AP or the Washington Post or whatever it was, and and I apologize for getting that fact incorrect. That he was critical of the Saudi regime. And you would, almost leading you to believe, right? Because when you say that, when you think of Saudi Arabia, right, you think about how poorly they treat women, how poorly they view Western society. Like, they don't even want you to watch a movie, right? An American movie or music or this. One of the things that the this new monarch is doing is loosening those controls and this guy uh this reporter was is part of the muslim brotherhood and for those of you that have heard that name before yeah not exactly big fans of the united states and he was very critical of reforms like that now does that mean he deserves to get killed absolutely not but it's just one of those things that they do omit that, hey, you know what, 
this guy didn't like you know women driving cars and and music and and go being able to go watch a movie or things you know that's kind of what this guy stood for and and why would he have a job but you know, forget that I won't even go there but that can't be it right that that's not why and one of the things that Glenn touched on in in his report last week talking about remember very on when this guy came to power he arrested all and I should say all a lot of the richest people in Saudi Arabia and by arrest what they did is they put them in the nicest hotel in the country that they had and said hey none of you guys are leaving until you write a big check right and and, and essentially hey you know what we're going to take your wealth I can't confirm it I don't have a, you know, I don't have a source that I trust to report on it. But again, I'm trying to figure out why it is that Trump just wouldn't be like, hey, obviously you butchered this guy and we got to do something. You know, he's trying to, to, to not go down that path. People have speculated that a lot of these people that got detained, and not just the rich guys that they took all the money from, but, uh, you know, he's, the, this, the, the new monarch there, he's detained a lot of people. That a lot of these people that have been de- detained were, uh, call it through backdoor channels, uh, people that we had asked him to detain, that it maybe had something to do with 9-11. I don't know. I can't verify it. But something big like that's got to be. I mean, that's just the way like, It's got to be something big like that, don't you think? Otherwise, why would he just not come out and say, hey, you can't do that and all this stuff. And and and, and anyway, I just, I just wanted to bring that up because, uh, unfortunately, uh, Fake News Friday ran long last week, and then Glenn wasn't able really to get to where he wanted to go. But I wanted to point that out. First of all, right, the reporter's no state. Not that the monarch's a state either, but there's something bigger here. I just don't know what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Patriot Radio News Hour. I know. You never know what I'm going to say. We'll be back right after the break. Right now, the fighting will be close at 800-951-0592. Uh, before we get to the caravan heading towards the United States, I would like to say this. We need, can we limit the amount of ads that are on TV I mean, if I see another Martha McSally, Christine Cinema ad, I, I, I can't stand it. I mean, and sometimes they'll play like back to back to back, like the whole commercial, all these political ads. It's horrible. And of course, most of them are negative. That's another. We should outlaw that too. Listen, just tell us what you stand for, and and let us go from there. But. Uh, Anyway, I don't know. I just, that was one of the things that bothered me. And I don't know how it is anywhere else. 
But it just seems like uh, this is a a big, big, a lot of money being spent, uh, which just means, you know, as everybody's on the take. Term limits, I, I'll keep saying it, we need term limits in Congress. But nonetheless, uh, that's just my two cents. I got to talk about it. I wasn't going to, I was going to ignore it. I didn't want to bring it up. But is this really what people want? But well, now the number has sw- I, the last number I saw was now it's this caravan is over seven thousand people, and you think about it this way: seven thousand people that may or may not speak English. I, I, and I, it's safe to say the vast majority don't speak English, which it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a fact. It right? makes it hard. Right? makes it hard for them. It makes it hard for people trying to communicate. Just a fact. Most of them are extremely uneducated. And I think it's safe to say the vast, vast majority of them are going to be paid for by the taxpayer. I am a taxpayer, and I don't want to pay. And a lot of the people that are taxpayers don't want to listen. We're broken up, right? We we've got our own problem, and and of course this is one now. You know, it, it it's just one of these things of whether it's Soros or whoever. You know, these organizers now, and they're they're sending tens of thousands of people all at once to the border um, I know this, the president was out you know, I'll give Mexico and uh, they tried right, Mexico tried did, did their best to try to disperse them uh, this morning the president said that they're going to start curtailing aid to three Central American nations that comprise the vast majority of this caravan, and I think it's a great idea the uh he says, he says that the calling it a national emergency, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador were not able to do the job of stopping people from leaving their country and coming illegally to the United States. We will now be cutting off or substantially reducing the massive foreign aid routinely given to them. Right, and of course, again, we have this horrible policy of giving money to people that aren't our friends. <laughs> but you know what, let's face it. We've all lent money to friends. We may be the recipient of the money that a friend had lent you. And, and, and you know what, we always say the same thing, right? What do, we, what do you say... What is always said when when talking about lending money to your friends? Everyone, oh, don't do it. Right? <laughs> don't do it. Maybe that's why we lend it to our enemies. I don't know. Because they never pay you back. Right? And this is it. This is another example. Right? The U.N., NATO, right? All of these other examples of, hey, we got these deals with our buddies, but we're the only one that ever paid. And this is just another example. Here it is. We give hundreds of millions of dollars to aid to these countries, and this is how we get repaid. 
Trump also said that, uh, you know, that he is calling for the U.S. military and the Border Patrol to be ready, that this is a national emergency. In 2016, so it's a little old, but, you know, it's hard to get this data real time. I don't know why. I should be able to. We provided $131 million in aid to Guatemala, $98 million to Honduras, $68 million to El Salvador. And and so you kind of, you know, think about, hey, listen, let's just take that money and we'll use it to care for the people that are coming here and buy them a plane ticket back to wherever they were from. Problem solved. Listen, if you want the aid, then stop them from coming. I mean, that's a great idea. Uh, at least five immigrants. Now, the number has grown. Mostly Honduran. So, that just so you know, uh, Guatemala said another uh, thousand were from there, and I assume the other thousand was from uh, the other nation. And and I think this is a very interesting. This is what we want, really. This is what we want. We want, and and we know this is a, this is nothing. I mean, really, let's just say by the time they get here, it's ten thousand. It's nothing. We have th- hundreds of thousands, hundreds. Thousands of people every day illegally coming in, and and now with a huge crowd, there's no telling who's coming in. Does it mean are there terrorists in there? I mean, I I don't know. Could be. Are there gang members in there? I think it's pretty uh, clear. I don't think there's an argument. There, of course, yes, lots of them. Are there people with mental illness? Yes, lots. And, and of course, right, the other people, I get it, yeah, I want a better life. Well, constitute change where you're from. But either way, uh, I, just, I didn't want to, I know other people will cover it more at length. Listen, this is just an economic thing. I think this is a great idea. Set aside all the aid from all of these nations that are flooding our shores and bringing people in illegally and just start taking it off the bill right we're gonna we're gonna when they get here we're gonna treat them humanely we're gonna shelter them we're going to feed them and then we are going to put them on a plane back to wherever it is they came from and we'll just take that off of the money we told you we were going to give you Right, and it, and then once that money runs out, well, uh, you know, I guess we'll have to do something else. But at least, uh, for in, in, in this case here, that's hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't know how much it would cost. Or probably, you know, here's that part. Probably going to cost us more than that. But maybe it'll get them to to think twice and, and to do better. Anyway, uh, enough about that. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed Dow's down again today. Uh, down a couple hundred more points uh, as we get in further into this. And again, I've been telling you this. The Dow and the S&P, the NASDAQ, were trading at P.E. levels that were 
significantly, significantly higher than we've ever seen before. And let's face it, over the last several decades, this has been the trend. P.E. ratios used to be eight. Just to give you a perspective, and they were eight for 100 years. It wasn't really until the last 30 years that they've said, oh, we could have higher P.E. ratios. A lot of it having to do with what the central bank will bail us out. But think about this. Dow is at 25,000. Matter of fact, it's trying to hold on to 25,000. If you use a P.E. multiple of eight, the Dow would be somewhere between ten and twelve thousand. Right? The the fact that it's this high, remember they said all oh, well, rates are zero, so therefore we can have these super high PE ratios. Well rates aren't zero anymore. Now I've been warning you about this for a while. I told you what the tax cuts were gonna listen, I've told you everything all along. I will say this. I did not anticipate that the tariffs, the trade war, was initially going to be bad for gold. I missed it. I did. I didn't see that. I told you. I, you know, I you go back February, March. I said you know, gold's going to be fourteen hundred, fourteen fifty by the end of the year because the dollar was falling. And I thought the dollar would fall even more because of the tariffs. I was wrong. Well, I was wrong initially. I'm going to be right, but I was wrong initially, right? Everything about the, oh, great news. And remember, everybody, you know, these guys, these great news people, oh, everyone's just going to agree to whatever we want. And I'm like, no, they're not. China's not going to. Europe's not going to, I mean, Mexico, that was, you know, Mexico was not that hard. We really don't have a trade deficit with them. I mean, it's, it's pretty balanced. Same thing with Canada, and even Canada was tough. The EU, I remember Wilbur Ross last week, the EU, not doing anything, right? Like that, nah. China, nothing. And it hasn't been until recently that people are starting to pay attention. If you're watching the idiot box now, every day for the last, what, 10 days, ever since the correction has started, they're all talking about how strong the dollar is and how it's killing U.S. companies, it's killing earnings. This morning, Jim Cramer was back out. Remember, I've been playing him a lot lately. And he's the guy, he's the face of Wall Street trying to lead the charge uh, to get the Federal Reserve to stop raising rates. We are going to see more and more bad earnings. This was Kramer. He was on CNBC this morning. 5% mortgage is the end. Talking about a 30-year fixed right now, I think it's 4.85 or 4.9, you know, almost at 5. 
This is the line in the sand. The mortgage rate is very high in this country. <laughs> totally high in the like, last 10 years. I mean, every other year, if you go back and say, okay, it's not 2007 to 2018. Take any other year. Outside of a, well, there was a, a little brief window right after 9-11. These rates would be at historic lows. But again, let's shape the conversation. In recent weeks, Kramer has been critical of the Federal Reserve, saying the central bank is not taking into account signals of a slowing economy, particularly in housing. Right, and of course, I, listen, I told you housing was done a couple of months ago. Awards is it. Months ago. Now he's out and he's saying, hey, we, we've got a problem on Wall Street, and I want to get to it here. Give me a second. I've got I to gotta get it up. They call it the troubling trend. And I know you'll still hear people talk about corporate profit. I want you to set that aside for a minute because we know the tax cuts really help. What's really important is sales. We're going to talk about sales when we get back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. A recently published study in The American Sociologist reveals reasons why conservatives express increased skepticism of science when compared to moderates or left-leaning individuals. Many researchers and political commentators commonly attribute the decades-long decline of trust to ideological defensiveness on the part of conservatives. However, Nathan Kofnis and his research team at the University of Oxford offer an alternative view of the data. According to their research, the issue isn't conservatives attempting to shield their beliefs from scientific inquiry, but rather it's caused by many scientists introducing their own political notions into their research. For example, Kofnis and his colleagues refer to a 2007 incident where the former president of the American Political Science Association, Robert Putnam, reported that he had delayed publishing findings about the negative effects of diversity until he had developed proposals to compensate for them. In his own words, Putnam states that it would have been irresponsible to publish the paper without that. The study notes the disturbing implication of Putnam's actions. If he could not reconcile his research with the key liberal tenet of diversity, then it would never have been responsible to publish it. Furthermore, the Kofnis study explores how the many fraudulent and sensational papers produced by Dietrich Stoppel escaped serious review for so long. His work focused on such topics as how whites or men can be easily persuaded to discriminate against blacks or women. How was he able to elude discovery for so long? He stated himself that he was just giving social scientists what they were waiting for, given the state of their literature. His belief reveals quite a bit about the common characteristics of his field. Indeed, he was not the only one to overtly insert political bias into academic research. The entire field of sociology is rife with what the study terms impact scientists, inserting their own opinion into their reports. 
At the end of the paper, Kofnis and his colleagues predict that should liberal bias be consciously rooted out and the social sciences diversified, conservative trust in scientists will grow. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800 The Dow is down uh, 195, 200 points, 25,250. Uh, so we're 250 points away now uh, from going back below 25,000. The S&P uh, is down as well. The Nasdaq's still trying to hang on to some positive territory. Of course, they've been hit really hard, 7,400 and change on the Nasdaq. Uh, gold's down three bucks, uh, a little out three and change, three seventy right now, twelve twenty two on on gold, silver same thing down about five six cents uh, on silver as well. I've got a you know what I'll I'll just tell you now. We've got it's a weird number, but you remember the other week we were working through an estate, and this estate's a it was a big big one. Uh, Jason, I want to say on Friday, uh, we we now have enough of an, another item. This is another item we don't normally carry. Uh, we we uh, oh, by the way, anyone that ordered those sets, remember the tenth ounce, the quarter ounce, half ounce, they're all gone, all shipped. Uh, the piece dollars, everything, all of that stuff from the estate from last week is is been shipped. And or if you're picking up, we've called you to come get it. In there, as we go through this, and it's probably going to take us, we'll probably be this week and maybe even part of next week uh, still dealing with this one estate. We have 39, I know it's a weird number, but it is what it is, 39 quarter-ounce American Gold Eagles. A lot of you got those in your set. Uh, these are all mid-state 69, and I think they're all, and I'm, I'm going to say, and, and don't quote me on this, but I'm almost positive that all of them are first strikes as well. And again, you know I don't care about that stuff. But nobody in the country is selling a quarter-ounce American Gold Eagle MS-69 First Strike or any other kind for what we're selling them for today, 340 bucks, which is a, that's just a straight-out darn good price for a quarter-ounce Gold Eagle, period. So I've got 39 of those. Pick them up. Fractional gold is always a great thing. The fact that they come in a case, that's nice. You know, maybe in five or ten years, will that be worth an extra five or ten dollars? Maybe, I mean, maybe twenty. I don't know. Now, if you hand it to your grandkids and they are smart enough to hang on to maybe fifty years from now, just because it's an MS sixty nine and it's a first strike and all this. 
Could it be worth maybe an extra 50 bucks? Yeah, maybe. Good. Right? That's always a good thing, but we're buying it for the gold content. So I've got 39 quarter-ounce American Gold Eagles. They're at $340 today at 800 951 Silver, if you want to buy silver, wait for tomorrow. Give me till tomorrow. We're working on something. We're working on it. Uh, we'll see what we can do. But as far as gold goes, if you called me up and said, Joe, I want your best deal, that's it. Right, this quarter out—that's the best bang for your buck. Three hundred and forty bucks, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now let's go back to Wall Street. Listen, I want it to do well. I do, but I'm also a realist. Listen, the Dow was up what thirty something percent since Trump got elected. So pretty much, you know, most of that gains were last year. What do we think's going to happen? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. Probably, not only does it got to level off, it's got to go down, right? Because we know historically those things don't last, and you don't get those gains like that. But let's talk about the earnings. Why is it that the correction, that, oh, this is a normal correction? Of course, I said, no, it's not. Why is there more likely to be more pain to come? Why is Jim Cramer all of a sudden, why is he so worried? Matter of fact, he was praising Jay Powell a month ago. Oh, Jay Powell, he's doing a great job. I really like him. He's very sensible. Now he's got him. We want Jenny Yellen back. Why? Listen, and he got. I, I like Kramer. The guy entertained. He's entertaining. He's passionate. He believes in what he's saying. So, what is it that has him so freaked out? Well, it's twofold. Number one, it was a free ride. He knows that. And yes, the tax cuts helped hide it. Corporate earnings over the past two weeks, and listen, this is third quarter, which is still, listen, third quarter is going to be a good quarter. It is. I'm hoping, you know, I think 3.5 is like low. I'm hoping, you know, 3.7, 3.8, as far as the GDP number goes. Now, fourth quarter is going to get, you know, if it, I'm hoping to stay at three. I'm hoping not to go below three, but it may not happen says that the 20% of the S&P 500 has reported thus far. So we got we got a pretty good sample size. Three quarters of the 140 companies to, that have reported third quarter earnings beat the estimate for profit. And of course, I always laugh because obviously we don't do a very good job of making estimates because every quarter it seems to be uh, three quarters of them beat. But profits, don't, you know, don't confuse activity with accomplishment. And that's how you got to view the profits from this year because with these tax things, the 
amount of what I'll call paper profits has exploded. While that strength is encouraging, those same corporations have been less than stellar when it comes to hitting the revenue target. In other words, that's sales, right? Okay, all BS aside, right? I don't, right? We can left pocket, right pocket, back pocket, put it in my shoe, right? All the games that, that corporations get to play with taxes. And let's face it, right? We gave them a nice gift. That tax cut equated to some real money. Did it actually equate to more sales? I'm going to give you that answer. I think it's why Kramer's so worried. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Uh, two lines open. Uh, remember, and, and most of you know already, uh, if you're on hold, just stay on hold. Give us a minute. Wendy will get to you. Uh, it's real simple. I want the special. How many would you like? And you just tell her, and we'll handle it from there. The MS-69 first strike, right? All the glory of the quarter-ounce American gold eagle. Another a great fractional coin. Uh, nobody's selling it for what we are today. 340 bucks on an MS-69 first strike, uh, quarter-ounce American gold eagle. This came out of an estate uh, that we bought about 10 days ago. It's it takes us a while because there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, and as we go through it, when we have something that we can put on the air, uh, we'll do it. So uh, uh, there we go. She just got done with the call. So just that quick. So three lines open, 800-951-0592. What has the market so scared? I think Jim Cramer, uh, I think he's got a pretty good idea. Talking about sales. Right? And and again, profits are great. They are. Right? We all want to make money. But you cannot continually make money without sales. You can do it for a little while, right? You can pay left pocket, right pocket. We know the game. So far in the third quarter, only 58% of companies that have reported have beaten revenue estimates. That's the weakest reading in years. Well, at least uh, at least going back to before Trump got elected. So this going back into the Obama era, right? And this is kind of really what I expect to continue because Kramer has it right. Sorry, but they made the cost of money more expensive. Right? So you're like, what? Housing costs more. Cars cost more. Credit card debt costs more. Right? Everything costs more. Companies are now having difficulty meeting sales expectations. Companies have reported that sales are just one half of a percent above the estimate to put that in perspective that's the worst number in five years 
the worst number in five years. The soft revenue numbers are weighing on Wall Street because they know what happens after that, right? Sales are soft. That means what? Next quarter's earnings are going to be soft. We know about prices rising, right? The tariffs starting to take the bite. And, you know, you have corporations, and they're talking about the dollar, and they're talking about tariffs, and they're talking. They can talk all they want. At the end of the day, are you selling things or are you not? And when you're not, your stock's going to suffer, and that's what we're in for. So prepare or don't. But again, this is needed. You know, the the you, you look at, at the stock market and what it's done, and you just say to yourself, okay, we're going to have some trouble now. On Friday, so go back, so I wasn't here Friday. One day after Russia and the Chinese pledged to reduce the reliance on the dollar. By the way, they signed a massive trade agreement. Pretty much now, not everything. They still don't have it set up for everything. And this is something people don't realize. You still can't buy everything you need if you're a country without the dollar but every really every 90 days seemingly you can buy more things without it russia and china essentially have agreed that hey we're going to go and we're driving to where everything we trade will be done in something other than dollars that's huge but it's gotten a step further According to the Russian Central Bank, it provided the latest update on the alternative to the U.S.-dominated international payment system network, SWIFT. Right? I never thought I'd ever be talking about SWIFT. Not the trucking company. Not that, not that SWIFT. This is how countries buy products used to be everything was bought in dollars. So it just made sense that the United States had the system that processed all the payments. When our president comes out and says, I have put sanctions on this country, this is how they do it. They essentially will go into the SWIFT system and block anybody from trying to buy, as an example, Iranian oil. Hey, nope, can't do it. And for decades, we you had to live with it, because it was the only system out there. Of course, I've been telling you how they're working very hard now on a new one. Russia is updating their own. They started this system in 2014, and they use it only in their own country. But as of Friday, Russia announced we are now ready for foreign companies to join the system. 
course, the first country that said we're joining, yep, China. I'm going to tell you the others. These are the other friends of the United States. 800-951-0592, the quarter-ounce American Gold Eagle, MS-69. I think they're all PCGS, first strike. All that stuff for the very low price, $340. Uh, just call up and say you want the special. Uh, and obviously, as most of you know, this is how we support ourselves. When you do business with us, that's what keeps us here, giving you the news, big news. This is big, big news. Of course, the static picks up when I've got the big, big news. Russia now saying foreign companies are signing up for its alternative to SWIFT. They call it the System for Transfer of Financial Messages. Uh, Turkey, China, India, amongst others, are interested and have been signing up, according to the Russian finance minister. They said that Russia is not the only country building a SWIFT alternative. Of course, we've been talking about this for a while. Russia, China, along with the EU, launching an interbank payment network known as the Special Purpose Vehicle, right, to help countries and companies get around the United States Iranian sanctions. And I'm just going to tell you, this is, hey, we wanted competition, this is it. Everybody now can buy, and it's not, I don't want to make it sound like we can buy everything, but it's getting there. I would venture to say within the next 14 months, you know, by the end of, of 2019, getting into 2020, my guess is that most, if not all, the commodities in the world will be able to be purchased in something other than dollars. This is new. We haven't seen this since World War II, right? We're at the, we won World War II. We put Bretton Woods into effect. Everybody had to buy things in dollars. And then even though Bretton Woods expired, there was no other alternative to the SWIFT system. There is today. Matter of fact, there's going to be several of them. And you start to think about what all of these, you know, remind you what Hungary did. This is a central bank that essentially really in modern times has never bought gold. They went from three metric tons to, what, 33 metric tons? Well, 30, I guess, 30, 31 or 32 metric tons in two weeks. All of these countries bringing their gold home, all of these countries adding to their gold holdings. Is it tied to these payment systems? Is this going to be, hey, this is why you want to leave the dollar. You're dealing with countries with gold holdings and the like. I don't know. Is it going to be because they're getting ready for the collapse? of the fiat currencies. That is the most likely one to be. Right? I mean, it's laughable. How are we going to sell all this debt? Especially now, countries that never before have they been able to hold less dollars. They've never been really able to. 
Be Your Own Central Bank, 800-951-0592. Those quarter-ounce slab gold eagles at 340. Got two lines open. Tomorrow, hopefully, fingers crossed, we may have a huge special in silver.